Hey everyone, it's your favorite podcaster. <laughs> it's Angela Maria with Talk It Up Again, and I am back for uh, this will be week five. And I have been, if you've been following me, reading approximately 30 pages every week. Kind of up to like 34 pages now, so especially this week. Um, from the book by author T. Mosley, Theodore Mosley, as you know by now. And the book's title is Your Secret, My Lives. You can find it on Amazon. And it's in paperback, paperback, can you hear that? <laughs> and also Candle Fire. And each episode, if you look down in the description, you will see more about the book. You'll also see the links that you can go out to Amazon, order your book, order it so you can read it audible, um, especially for those that might be dyslexic. And I talk a lot about that because I am uh, dyslexic. I have dyslexia. And I advocate for it. I bring awareness for it. And that was one of the challenges with literacy and reading for me. And why I decided to bring reading back in January when that idea kind of was pondering with it between November and December. And decided that that's something that I definitely was going to bring to the table in 2020. Um, well, did I say that right? 2020. Uh, maybe I was having a dyslexic moment <laughs> in 2020. So, um, being that I have been blogging now, um, going into my fourth year, November the 10th, yay, clap, 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 and being um, opening up, you know, writing and um, I've, I've talked on my blog, I've talked on all my platforms, Instagram, Twitter, now with the podcast about how, you know, someone made fun of my writing and I quit. I stopped for two weeks, didn't want to write, didn't want to go on um, because I did not know grown people could be so petty and have such a bullying nature. That's not my mentality. That's not how my mindset is. I'm always willing to be fair to everyone, to give people the benefit of the doubt, and just think that people's minds are mature enough. We have enough things going on in the world and then trying to look in the mirror, the man and the woman in the mirror to examine our own selves, that they will predicate that type of belittling um, in 40s and 30s Um, It it was just kind of hard for me to wrap around my head. But I say all that because I thank them. (laughs) I thank them. I thank them because I didn't want to get back on that horse. And I tell you, God dealt with me. He pulled and tugged at my heart. Said, did I tell you to quit? Nope. I had an answer. No, you did not. Did I tell you to stop writing? Because... It's some things that he wanted me to be able to heal from and through the healing of me writing and bringing my own experiences in, I was going to be helping someone else. Maybe you or you or you. 
So again, with the pondering in my mind back in November and December, I definitely said that, you know, now they've seen my style of writing, you know, every now and then I'll pop on a video or I will be doing some type of marketing or promoting video that I'm interviewing someone or I'm talking, narrating. So they, they've heard me talk. Um, you've guys always hear me talk. It's a podcast. However, now let's open up another Pandora's box and let's read. Let's read. Let's pinpoint and bring out some of the main things that um, actually happens, you know, when someone who has a different learning style uh, has to take on that challenge. Me being 52, but it was a challenge for me as a kid at six years old, at 11 years old, at 15 years old, at 19 years old when I was tested at NC State. So the more I started to research and find out, wow, it's one in five for every five people, one has dyslexia. Uh, dyslexia. And it's really the enunciation is dyslexia. Uh, but a lot of us, you know, that ah, which is kind of um, a pun, no pun intended on the fact that, you know, decoding and um, and encoding is what um, dyslexic coaches and tutors and qualified teachers do to help children to be able to read, to enunciate words, to break words apart, to be able to, you know, chop up the syllables and bring everything back together so that they can form the words and know it. It's nothing about memorization. So with me reading, uh, is it helping me? Of course it is. I'm 52 now. I'm not that 19-year-old that just, you know, got the shock of her life. But at the same time, it was um, it, it, it was detrimental because I still didn't understand it. We don't did not have the information then that we have now. So it was still, you know, uh, a stigma. It still is a stigma, and and a lot of recompense. And, and I'll tell you why. Next month is Dyslexia Awareness Month. Now, we also know that it is also Breast Cancer Month. I mean, that is, you know, when down to every athlete has on pink Nike cleats and basketball shoes and um, headbands and wristbands and you know, the patch on their jerseys, it's, it's, it's widespread from all around the world. Then autism has lifted up into the platform that is widely known and spread. We're trying to take dyslexia awareness to those platforms too, because it's literacy. Every child has the right to be able to read and be able to read in school whether they have a 501 plan or an IEP plan, they have the right to learn just like any other child. That inclusion, they have that right. It's entitled. And teachers um, and parents and just everyone in society, we really, each year, 
it's getting more and more um, abundantly known. But what saddened me, saddened me on yesterday is someone asked me a question on my personal Facebook page that I made a post um, and, you know, kind of <clears throat> early bird about Dyslexia Awareness Month coming up. Now I'll be sharing links weekly um, with, you know, a main post from that particular person. It's nothing sponsored. This is just what I do. And I said, well, let me go out and Google because I want to give them a list. Actually, they were in the UK, a friend, good, great friend of mine. Actually, the first dyslexia person that I met on um, social media four years ago or five years ago. And I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. You know, and it just opened up a whole nother world for me and um, of community of support and network. Well, He had mentioned that uh, October is Black History Month in their country. He's, you know, um, Leicestershire um, in the UK, in London area. So I said, well, let me go and look. It's got to be other lists out here. And there were. There were several. Um, I, I believe it's at least 20 that I screenshot and I copied and paste and in and, and comments so that he could see it. Then I said, let me just take my finger and scan down because uh, I haven't ran across dyslexia yet. Dyslexia yet. It was not up there. And we're talking about CEO optimizing on Google at the top. And it wasn't there. So yes, it is a lot of work to do. So I hold my head up and for every word I stumble on or every word that I say another word in the place of it because it sounds like it, it looks like it visually to me or it looks like it in the book but it's it's not the right word, I will deal with it. I will hold my head up and I will say now if I'm dealing with this, what about that child that is in school that's crying because another kid is making fun of them or they're saying they're lazy they just don't want to do the work or the parent is so overwhelmed because they don't have the money to fund the lawyer to go to every meeting and get everything on the 504 and IEP list in order to get the child everything that it needs and the criteria to help them be able to get through the 12th grade and graduate and feel good about themselves. So yes, this is why I read. <laughs> this is why I give book reviews. And um, am I, I'm, I think I read... Um, Probably not in the last podcast, but I do try to, yes, I did. I try to do at least um, a page or half a page. Uh, my whole goal in doing the book reviews is and I'm not going to sit here and read the book and I'm not going to sit here and tell you the entire story because then what? You're not going to go get the book. You're not going to download the book and that defeats the purpose. But what I do is I tell you funny things. I tell you from my perspective, I'm not an expert <clears throat> um, on reviews I'm just going with the flow of what I read and I give back to you what makes sense for me. 
but I'm also learning. The more I do, I'm like, ah, I'm learning a lot. So, um, especially being first-time author, uh, co-authoring a book <clears throat> called He Knows My Name, which is also available on um, Amazon. It hit the number one spot in three different categories. So I'm very proud of that. Working on a second one. And that one is solo. Um, if I'm invited back to the table for part two, volume two, if he knows my name, um, that's something that I'm highly considering. But let's get back to two book that I'm reading now. So Your Secret, My Lives. Um, <clears throat> I always try to read the back of it for those newcomers that might be listening, new listening ears. And it reads, Behind Each Mask of Lies is the Hidden Truth. Your Secret, My Lies is a fast-moving, dramatic novel that examines the maze of possibilities that can exist between people who hold deep secrets, harbor lies as reality, and batter the freak nature of darkness that lurks within. When a mother, daughter, and her circle of friends all bring their similar dysfunctional experiences to the table of life, it is a very interesting, I'm sorry, It is very interesting how their inner struggles and secrets and lies spiral aimlessly out of control. Through one shocking revelation after another, they are brought to the point of retaliation, retribution, and reconciliation. Brenda's former secret life forces the innocence and curiosity of her daughter April down to a road seeks um, down to down a road I'm sorry see <laughs> down a road uh, to seek for answers and fulfillment a white lie and a trip to Mexico begins her helpless plunge into a pit of blackmail drugs a life that sparrows out of control The reader is introduced into a world where everybody's motives and pursuits appear normal and innocent. However, the mission of masquerading secrets and covering up lies folds into an inedible day of reckoning, judgment, and the fierce consequences. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. <clears throat> wow. Of the naked truth. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It's allergy season, fall, autumn weather, my favorite season. So excuse me if I have a little sniffles or cough. Uh it's starting up, y'all. <laughs> so um each week I challenge myself to do 30 pages. This is, will be the third book that I will have accomplished reading in my old, in my mid, my, what, 52 now? I haven't read books in, since college. And I mean, like, fit, like uh, reading them all. I, I read one prior to um, the, the other book review I did, which was I Can't Read with William Manzanares. And the one before that was by D.G. McGee, um, and it was called Roar. 
but I was on a bus reading it. So I definitely want to go back over that one. That one might just be personal. I really don't know if I'm going to do a review on that one. Um, but it's a couple chapters I definitely want to go back and hit on near the end. Um, but I was, I was able to finish the book. So, um, my technique when I'm reading, especially just trying to, to give you an idea. Um, I don't know what normal brings do. I can only tell you about me. When I'm reading, I'm a scan, I'm a scan reader. I I scan every word, but I, I scan them fast. And when I do that, I get into the story. You know, it's like being at a play or a live play and you're, you're there. You see everything I see and I'm in the character. For example, as I'm reading this week's is from page 22 to 52, which I went over to 57 because the chapter hadn't ended and it was getting good. So, um, it's one scene where Brenda and I, she's one of the main characters. She's in New York City. So, she's going she's out at night and looking at the nightlife and you know the food trucks and the food on the streets and all of the nice um shopping areas and and doing window shopping and I'm there too I'm right I'm right there I'm like dang you know that corn on the cob tastes good you know I get into the stories because that's what helps it absorbs and what happened in that story. And I'm so proud of myself for what I retained because I couldn't do that as a kid. And that's really the narrative of how I discuss and talk when people want me to come on and talk um, about my and share my story about dyslexia. It started in sixth grade, and I resonated really quick with William Manzanares' I Can't Read book because of the fact he started with, you know, the scenes of him in uh, middle school, and I I couldn't retain. It's like the words jumped around. I, I couldn't retain anything. I kept, I read a chapter, not a chapter, but a paragraph, and other kids and I was like please don't call me it was that type of horror but now I I, I love I, I read now I can't say that might change if I'm in a school in a class setting um or a setting um that involves reading around a lot of people and I have a time set but I'm just saying now being at my desk reading at my leisure and knowing the plan of action and the call of action how I'm reading yes I read these 30 chapters and then I do my review on it with you so um I don't have anything particularly highlighted tonight but we are at the halfway point this book has 289 pages to read 289. Let me just go back and make sure. Yeah, 289. I almost said 289. Correct. And 
we're at the halfway point and while I was reading what came to my mind is like uh, unsolved mysteries or um, a detective investigation type discoveries because as I've been saying this book has murder in it it has um, ancestry in it it has um, uh, just just like the, the back of the book cover says it's full of deceit and lies and cover ups you know things that may have happened in childhood and it's and now everyone's grown and things are coming back and everyone's their own detective off you know looking for answers here and there each chapter now the style for him um mr mosley i is 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 be it's becoming a little clearer to me just from what i'm learning about styles of writing because um I noticed that each, I was like, well, first of all, I only see quotation marks, you know, letting the reader know that it's someone that's not a main character in the book. For example, if they're at the library and the librarian says, ma'am, to Brenda, you know, um, how, how may I help you? And um, Brenda might talk. So it's always just that, you know, strange juror that stranger that's not a main character in the book that is actually in quotations. Other than that, the narration that Mr. Mosley chose to, um, to use. And I'm still, I'm not good with the first person, second person. So, you know, like I said, I, I, this is not a profession for me. Um, but his style is each character is narrating there is like they're speaking in their mind as you're reading that chapter um and then it's always then it's like you know he's speaking also uh, i hope that makes sense <laughs> but i i'm i now halfway through i actually that kind of stuck out to me this time that you know wow you know because i i look at it as i read different books and different articles because i'm trying to um work with this this style that i am writing so um i was like ah, oh, ah, uh, i i like I, I i get this i like this um, you know, it's, it's, it's like he's narrating. Um, there's a love scene in this chapter too. And, um, you know, it is, it's more of a description, you know, of what's going on. He walks into the room and he grabs her in his arms and, you know, he kisses her. Now, another thing I like about Mr. Mosley's nothing is vulgar in his book. There's no cussing. There's no profanity. Um, there's no sexual scenes that's explicit. Um, the two scenes thus far have been very clean, very clean, very romantic, very heated, very hot, but also in a poetic way, um, of, um, a high-end gentleman and a high-end woman or either a high-end gentleman and a woman that has alternative motives um, and she's going to get what she wants. 
So uh, I did like that because I I know I would be uncomfortable with that being there. But um, he's an elder of a church. I'm um, not of a church, but he's an elder. So I'm glad that, you know, that's in him to do. He's a poet. So the love scenes are very poetic. It's, I, and, th- and I found that out in the last chapter. I was like, okay, look at this. You know, the moon and the stars and something rhymes with it and it just flows. It's almost like, oh, you know, your prince, um, like your prince, um, your charming prince or your prince charming type thing. So it, it's like the la la land type of man that we want type of dreamy. That's um, the flow of the scenes when it becomes uh, romantic. Now, <laughs> when you flip the page, when you each chapter um, is 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 the next scene. It, it you know flips into something else. You know, and normally within thirty pages. Um, if it's dealing with four characters, I'm going to get at least three and it might be back to the, the first one that I read before it ends. So I at least get to find out what happened. Um, the next phase of why Brenda was in New York, give that an example. Then it might go to the detective. Then it might go to her daughter. Then, like I said, that's one, two, three. And then the fourth one, by the time I've read 30 pages, is going back to Brenda. And we'll know the next phase is what's going on with her and why she's, you know, doing what she's doing in New York. Whether she's coming back, does she find what she need? You know, that that is what um, the flow. I am really starting to develop and um, and I've always desired this because I never really could understand why people read. Why do they like to read? It seems so boring. Oh my gosh! And then when people will talk about writing styles, if if not that there was an English major, or a literature major, or a history major, or just had something to do with the arts, they just or these book clubs, they just know how to poetically just go in and dissect, you know, the style of writing. I really want that. And I know that I can just go out and read it, but I need to get the experience and the feels of the tones and the styles of different writers so that when I read it, I know how to apply it. You know, do you guys understand what I'm saying? I hope you do. And if there are any readers or any authors on, you know, I'm hoping you're nodding your head. Um, But I definitely am grateful for the experience of the of um these things you know being able to uh, fall in play and i'm starting to understand that now <laughs> as i said there's murder and mysteries that are becoming to untangle and i mentioned in the last podcast whoo these people are treacherous and devious treacherous and devious and I'm talking cops and detectives and, you know, just living in rich neighborhoods. You could tell by the descriptions of the books that, you know, this isn't um, about someone's poor lifestyle. These people have careers, you know, they have money um, and uh, <laughs> no conscience when it comes to getting back. And I also mentioned in the last podcast 
that it seems that it's if, if you think of like I mentioned you know discovery or mystery but it's also like Charlie's Angels type these these girls are bad ASS I don't cuss but they they just bad they're bad B-A-D-D and uh, they don't play and even there's a scene um, where you know they, they, they kill some bad guys um, and they, they're never getting hurt. They're the ones, they got the ammo and they're killing and these got not a scratch <laughs> that changed, that changed in this podcast. I was like, oh no, they shot her. She died. What? So yes, it's though, it's, it's like, you know, being at the theater and everything's just kind of going along you got your suspense and boy you know you got your superhero in the movie and I'm not talking like Marvel it's just Steven Seagal type or um, you got the two partners or the three people and all through an hour and a half of the movie no one shot they're just beating all the bad guys then all of a sudden one of the good guys get killed get shot and you have to sit there and watch them die and like, oh my gosh why did they shoot Fred <laughs> you know it's that type of thing um so one um one of the characters gets shot and um so that was kind of a shocker I was not expecting that so that just lets you know and we're at the halfway point I don't know what's going to happen on this next half. Who else is going to die? Are any other females that have not died in all of my reading thus far? Are they going to die too? Um, We know that the men are dying, but are the females going to die? One has. So that is still to be known to be known what else do i want to let you know that i've about the book that i've read thus far uh uh okay um when i started reading in 22 you know a lot of times like in our lives we get older we block things you know we block things from our childhood and things come back or we research or someone passed and then you find out it's not your dad or you find out it's not your mom or you find out you're adopted or you find out, well, I've mentioned ancestries in this book. Ancestries in this book. And so um, one of the scenes is, you know, Brenda, you know, she's she's in that match. She's got that microfilm and she's going back, you know, movies, especially horror, horror films are good for that horror films. And it's it's, it's always where they going on Google <laughs> or they're in the library looking at microfilm to find out the hidden dark secret that, you know, while they're on that paper trail, they're on that trail, they got to get answers. And it's, it, it's right there on your face. And you're like, oh. so yeah, it's, it's something like that in the book. It's something like that in the book. But I, I bring it out to the fact that a lot of times we have things, and that's all of us. We might have things in our lives that had happened as a child in our past, and we block it. But when it comes back up, it comes back hurling. It comes back rushing. And 
you know, if you don't have a, a, a spiritual guideline to help you, <laughs> to help you get there, and for me, it's my Jesus, um, a pastor, a counselor, you know, a mentor, someone, you know, it can, it'll break you down. It will take you out of here. Uh, people turn to all types of things. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened in the book, but I'm just giving you a generalization that when you um, have those types of, of shocks, well, Brenda had a, that type of shock, but she had to keep it together. The author <clears throat> had to keep her together because surely, you know, she couldn't just break down right then. I mean, we need to know what she need, what she's going to find out once she has this information, gets on a plane and goes, you know, to where she needs to go to the next part. So, um, so, so we're there. This first time I seen her cry and break down, but her past is catching up with her. Her past is catching up with her, <clears throat> and um, she's discovered some things that is just horrifying to her. I'm telling you guys, you gotta get a book, get the book, get the audio. Um, it is very suspenseful. Um, I also told you guys last week, I believe it was last week or the week before. Um, I can now see Mr. Mosley's occupation in this too, being that, you know, he works, um, <clears throat> I don't want to say exactly what he does. I don't think that I've read it, um, anywhere in his book or on Amazon, but, you know, to, to be dealing with murder and investigations and police and, you know, treacherous things that happen with this uh, I can I can see his occupation and I can see his church life in this because people come to church with problems, with issues like this that they got to repent for, that they go, go to the author for, that they got to fast, get baptized, get saved for, and they tell all types of stories, you know, and confess and then some people still have that. They get up and testify and test lie and shout, you know, over mess. So I can still see the spiritual part of this. So um, I'm going to stop right there. Um, when I come back again, uh, like I said, I ran, read over a couple pages. Woohoo! I'll be starting on page 157 and reading 30 more. Um, I also... Uh, plan to have a surprise and hopefully we will be hearing from uh, Mr. Mosley on next week. Uh, I call him Elder Mosley because um, he is an elder. Uh, and we're going to talk about the first half of the book. You know, how the heck you come up with stories like this? I want to know. I want to know what made a church man write a book like this. But I see everything that the flesh deals with that you have to fight, you know, <laughs> for your soul. So we're going to hear from him and we're going to see how this came together, you know, okay? I thank you for listening. I hope that um, it was something that piqued your curiosity. I hope that you enjoy listening to my podcast. Uh, check me out on Instagram. Check me out on my blog. Check me out on Twitter. It's T A 
A-N-G-E-L-K-K-I-T-U-P with Angela Maria. All right, guys, I'm out and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.